I'm delighted to introduce this afternoon on the programme a lady from Wales called Chris Davis. And Chris, um, you are the therapist's therapist. I certainly am. I certainly am. So you're a mindset coach um, and you work primarily with healers, therapists and people who are awakened. Um, so what, what, what does that mean? Uh, so... For me, um, I was a therapist, speech therapist, holistic therapist for many, many years and ended up with burnout and fibromyalgia, arthritis. And um, I started going to coaching because I there was no other way at the time. I couldn't do anything else. I couldn't use my hands. I couldn't do anything. So someone said go into coaching. So I started in coaching, um, but of course, the fibromyalgia completely took over my life uh, and then I developed um, understanding about the fibromyalgia what was going on for me and uh, through the different things I was learning and I was able to uh, get rid of it and so I now coach uh, healers therapists awakened women because we forget about ourselves. We've, we're so, um, you know, on a mission to help others that very often we forget about ourselves. And in doing so, uh, it can lead to all sorts of ailments, uh, issues, blocks, um, burnout, because we don't put ourselves first, because we're natural nurturers. And uh, and therefore, it's more important to put others first. And uh, this was my understanding. So I've developed a system whereby I help others um, put in daily rituals, work on their mindset. I do a form of hypnotherapy called RTT, which is Rapid Transformational Therapy, uh, which was invented by Marissa Peer. So I combine all those different skills along with my passion for crystals and uh, aromatherapy oils and various other tools to help people learn to heal themselves and put themselves first um, and that's that's the main the main thing of it um, but also as as therapists and healers um, one of the biggest uh, blocks that they come across then is right I have these fantastic abilities I don't want to charge too much because I want to help everybody so I help again with the the money mindset side of it so therefore they're putting all their gifts together and charging what they're worth in order so they can live their life at the best level in a healthy way so they can give their best um, and live life on their terms so that's, uh, yeah, so it's been incredible transformation for me. And, and um, I, I just want to help as many, as many, I say women, it's women primarily, but obviously there's men that are healers as well. But uh, women is the main thing for me because women tend to hold back. They tend, they are natural nurturers. So, but also it's about having that voice and stating this is the life I want so it's all about being who they want to be and being not so much proud of it but confident 
confident enough to go out there and live the life they want. So everything that you've said, Chris, resonates so so much with me. Um, all of the people that I mentor through cancer and um, towards recovery, nearly every single one of them have had some kind of burnout situation, whether it's an emotional burnout or a physical one or um, whatever. And so many of them will then come out the other side and then turn themselves into healers because they've been healed by X, Y, Z. And exactly as you say, the money side of things, oh, I couldn't possibly charge people and so on and so forth. And I, I've had exactly the same dilemma and I've, I've had a word with myself. And so <laughs> I've, now, I've now kind of, um, uh, I've now created a programme which is my, will be my income generator, my Perfect 10 wellness programme, but my cancer mentoring, I'm still keeping on a voluntary basis because I just can't bring myself to, to, to charge people with a condition. Mm. So, um, that's, uh, that's how I've kind of got around it. But so many, so many people who are healers, I've interviewed, I don't know how many now for, for this programme, and without, without hesitation, I would say 99.99 recurring percent of them have all become healers because they have had a story, they've been healed and now want to help other people. So as you were saying, you know, the sharing, caring, and, and they're all women, you know, but I, I think we had, I think I've had interview three men, uh, but apart from that, they're, they're all women. Yes. And um, in fact, I had a lady the other day that I helped, um, I started mentoring her with, uh, and she had RTT, and I've been mentoring her since. And because she's had this incredible transformation from a lifetime of food issues, yes, she carried weight, but it was actually more about her desperate need to eat at a certain time, and it was controlling her life. Her actual, uh, the food that she was eating was incredibly healthy. But it was the mindset behind it that this control, and uh, we've we've got rid we've got rid of it, and it's completely controlled her life. And she's now decided that um, I want to do this for other people, and uh, which is incredible. It's amazing. So, but straight away people think that they've got to go and get more qualifications, mm-hmm. and so. I'm about, right, let's have a look what you've already got. You've already gone through a healing process yourself. So therefore, you've learned, you've come out the other side. So let's look at that, put it together and offer what you've done already to other people. And and she got it and she got it straight away. So she's really excited the minute she's, um, you know, she's going to, put all the toolkit together now to help other people and yes if she needs she wants to go on and learn more things she can but at the start it's not so important um that's just further in your development isn't it so Mm. um, but and it's working with people you learn more and you learn the next step and therefore you can feed back to your clients so I'm all about understanding that what you've gone through will help you to take you to where you want to be so for me the fibromyalgia journey it was a painful one but I'm a true believer that I was given that for a reason Mm, absolutely yeah uh, I've learned and what it learned so one of the first things I did when I realized I was creating it was understand I had to learn to understand what it was teaching me and when I got that, 
I was able to start the process of right. So I think I believe everything is given to us for a reason, good or bad, whatever you want to call it. And um, it's about learning from it and moving forward, deciding you're going to learn from it and move forward. Uh, mindset, the whole mind is 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 fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating. But combining that then with crystal work, the oil work, and all the other bits and pieces, it just gives the whole whole thing uh, for me anyway. Absolutely. So, so um, you were saying about people having a story and people don't realise the, the, the strength and depth that their story has to carry them through. And, you know, what, what, what better person to, to um, teach other people than somebody who's gone through whatever the challenge is? Because you know firsthand and, and what, what has worked for you may not necessarily work for somebody else, but you're speaking your truth, aren't you, from your own perspective? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And uh, and then, of course, it comes down to, yes, my way might not help everyone, but the uh, same as somebody else's. But then, of course, it comes about to speaking to the right people that understand you and get you. And if they're on the same wavelength, then then it's it's a lot easier. So um, if you've got someone that's resisting everything, then okay so I might not be the right person not everybody gets mindset you know but it's but when you've gone through such an incredible transformation like myself like yourself and the things I've seen since it it is just mind-blowing absolutely mind-blowing and the mind believes everything you tell it and it creates everything you want so by simply and I say simply in a, a loose, loosely really, but by changing our habits, our thoughts and the words that we say about ourselves and reframing that has a huge impact on your day-to-day life. And when I got that, it's, oh my goodness, even after I had, I had the session for RTT for fibromyalgia, I realized the next day, I woke up a different person the next day and I, I then became aware that I actually was saying to myself, oh, I better not do that because that's going to hurt me. I better not do this. And I, oh, right. Let's stop now. Let's stop now. So let's say what I want. And, uh, and yes, you know, at the end of the day, I can't say uh, I'm cured because I'm aware my mind can create it. If I really wanted it, I could get it back. Do I? No, I don't want it back. Um, But I'm very aware that my mind now has that ability to do that. So um, on on a couple of occasions afterwards, when it sort of popped up to say hello, and very in a very small way, I was able, I had the knowledge then to say basically, tell it where to go mm-hmm. and and that that was it so uh, but it's all about putting in consistent daily mindset habits and the various tools into place to to keep that going and of course we're made up of masses of limiting beliefs and masses of coping mechanisms so it's not just one thing is it you know it's, it's something else will pop up and something else so it's learning to that we can handle it and learn that we can 
deal with these things and build that resilience muscle for day-to-day, -day, coping with day-to-day -day life, basically. Exactly. The limiting beliefs that we put on ourselves are quite ridiculous, aren't they, when, you, when we kind of take a step back and look. But a lot of the limiting beliefs actually aren't ours. They've been imposed on us through our upbringing and, and environment, culture, that kind of thing. Yeah. And, but I think a big part of it, um, as you alluded to with the mindset, is intention. What is our intention? And, and I've learned that not everybody actually wants to get better. Some people Sorry. hide behind the condition. Yeah. So no matter what you say, yeah. you know, either you could say, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm not the right person for you. Um, it could be the person actually it doesn't want to hear the message of what to do, regardless of who they see. And yes. um, you know, quite often I, I hear about people going from this practitioner to that practitioner, and I think, oh yes, yes, I know yeah. what I know what yes. you're up to. But they they they, they when you challenge them, uh, they get most indignant about it. And well, of course, I want to get better. But yeah. very often, though, that means they won't then be the centre of the limelight. That's right. Are they behind the scenes? You know. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I chuckle to myself, which is a bit unkind, I suppose, really. But um, I've got sort of wise to it um, these days, and I won't spend my time. Um, I'll, I'll give people benefit of the doubt, but they'll only get it once from me. Well, and that's right, and it is deciding that you don't want to work with those clients because they're not as as aware of you, um, and they just haven't learned that bit yet. So it's all part of the learning process, I think. Um, and I'll be honest, my my first major penny drop was when I went to my doctor and I told her I put my cards on the table and I said right I can't cope with this condition anymore I had tried every painkiller they'd thrown at me I tried every alternative thing so it seemed at the time throughout me which would help me but it got to the point it was getting worse every day was getting worse and worse and worse. So I was um, and was bedridden. And I went to her and I said, I can't do this anymore. And I was about to say to myself, I'm giving in. And which I couldn't understand because uh, that wasn't me, but I just didn't know what else to do. And her words to me, I had had this conversation with her earlier, actually. And her words to me were, Chris, you're very aware of your body and I looked at her my initial thought was oh you think and she's going to be listening to this so I better be careful what I say uh, so she said Chris uh, and I thought she thinks I'm a hypochondriac you know I'm making this up and I came home and I was a little bit disillusioned and um, the penny dropped and I thought oh my God, I am. And because the work I was learning at the time as well, and I thought, I am, I am aware. But she didn't mean that. The fact is, I am now aware that I was creating it myself. And why is that? So I needed to get the root cause of why that was. So I could let it go. And now I am so grateful to her for actually saying that. But, but many people, if you'd said that to me probably a few months before, I wouldn't have got that. So it is that understanding of that we are a result of what we, um, what we create for ourselves. But for me, fibromyalgia, when I was regressed, I actually, it actually went back to when I was two years old and my mind at that time decided I needed a health issue because um, it got me attention. Mm. 
and uh, you're going to get the attention of, of your parents and so on that, that you really want and that you crave because children, we don't always see things through an adult's eyes, so we don't always get what's going on. So if I had something, then I will get noticed. And it just, and what happens is it doesn't always appear then. It's when you get older and uh, something happens in your life. So we're building coping mechanisms as a child, but as we get older in life, something triggers that one memory that we can't understand where it's come from again and up pops what your mind decided uh, it wanted to give you to protect you and my mind was trying to protect me from something and therefore gave me fibromyalgia and the link was when I every time so I was doing more and more of my coaching I was getting more and more noticed so I was in the limelights so I was getting I was going to networking events and I was saying oh yeah I do this I do that uh, I was asked to speak at events and every time that happened the fibromyalgia was getting worse and I just knew beforehand I'd end up having to cancel because of fibromyalgia. So I was cutting out the middleman. I was actually going there, having to cancel it beforehand. You could guarantee the fibromyalgia was getting worse and worse. And my mind was saying, as I was unaware at the time, if you actually go there and stand, who are you to say you are able to do these things? You're going to show up as stupid. You're not going to be able to say what you want to say. And therefore, put in the limelight of being judged, you're not going to be able to say what you want to say anyway. So why bother going? So my mind created something so I didn't need to go. And when I worked that out and released it, um, I got rid of it. And, and I like to say it was just as simple as that, but uh, it, it, um, it was a mixture of things. But that was the main thought process. But but a lot of people don't get, but um, it's it's proven to me now time and time again with uh, different people I've worked with. And I've worked with various, various things, including, I think, apart from the health things, I've helped a lady have a baby who tried for nine years, which, and she's had her baby now. And that is just, I know, it's just incredible uh she had the worst pregnancy i think in history mind bless her but she had her baby and that was from being having endometriosis and told she couldn't have a baby and she got pregnant the first month (laughs) i know so you know we are a result of everything we create for ourselves so but we don't always know what it is so it's about taking that control back and take that power back you mentioned going back till you were two years old and the thought that you had there and that sort of started things off. Did somebody help you get to the two-year-old or was it working through yourself? <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> no, I had um, someone do RTT on me. So we can you can do it for yourself. But uh, at that time, I was still learning RTT. So my coach that um, – uh, she's still my coach. She's in America, uh, Becky Dixon in Boston. She said, right, let's do an RTT. So she's in on her laptop in Boston. I was on my laptop in here on my treatment couch and we did a session. And so in, in RTT, um, 
you regress, you put someone under hypnosis and you regress them back to a minimum of three times where their mind knows they're holding the root cause of what's going on. And one, one of my memories was going back to when I was two year old. And, um, but what happens then is you learn to understand why and why your mind has decided to latch onto those different things. And you piece it together, piece the different memories together, the scenes, and it's linked to what's going on now. Then you take the control back. So it's called dialogue. You can, you can do something, it varies from client to client, but uh, you can do something called dialogue with the hurter. So you literally are tapping into the subconscious mind of, of, of the, of, so for me it was at that time, but also for a client. And they are dialogue, dialoguing with the person that has hurt them. And this can be, uh, so they take their control back. They can say what they want to say to this person, um, even though they're not in the room. But they can say what they want to say, um, knowing they can't answer them back and get things off their chest. But then they get a response off that person. So it's all about taking back control and saying what you want to say, which you couldn't do before. And generally, as a child, because we're not big enough or you know not able to stand up for ourselves as children but this can be as something obviously um I've dealt with people who have had um really traumatic events and abusive events as opposed to something as simple as one client um her brother pinched a dummy off her and it was the end of the world in her head but it's hit her later on in life stopped her motivation in a business and kept saying, this is silly, this is silly. And the words that were used at that time in that regression by her parents were, you're being silly. Because mm-hmm. her brother was taking this dummy off her. And so she could dialogue with her brother. It wasn't a traumatic thing, but for that little toddler, it was mm-hmm. at the time. So it doesn't have to be anything, you know, horrendous uh, as we would think it. it. But as a child, it's how you perceive it. So you take the control back and um so in one session you can get incredible transformation um and that's what happened to me i had this full understanding of why i had it now what it was linked or the fibromyalgia why i had that what it was linked to and i was able to let it go and honestly the next morning i woke up i had so the biggest things for me for fibromyalgia was the pain the all over body pain the fatigue um, and the brain fog, those were the three main things. Obviously, there's lots of bits and pieces with fibromyalgia, but those were the things where I couldn't cope with day-to-day life. And um, I literally woke up the next morning full of energy, no pain, and this fog literally lifted. Wow. Wonderful. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. So, so the RTT, I've never heard of that. I've heard of so many different types of therapies, but RTT. So remind us what it stands for again. Rapid Transformational Therapy. And how did you come across it? Through my coach, Becky Dixon. She delivered it, uh, delivering it to uh, a number of us in a group program that she was doing at the time. And uh, I believe it was for money mindset. So you can use it for literally anything where you're, you're blocked or stopped moving forward. And, and I thought, oh, I like this. I thought this were really good for my coaching clients to get them past 
where they are. And um, so I started to learn it. And then as I learned it and learned more about what goes on with the mind, that is when Becky gave me this one-to-one session. Um, but it's, it's, it's uh, invented by a lady called Marissa Peer, uh, who, is, who treats mainly celebrities and that now. Uh, she is an incredible woman. Um, and her, yeah, who changed her life um, when cause she was, a, uh, I believe, a psychologist. And then she was actually running aerobic classes for Jane Fonda in London and became aware of um, people there with anorexia and bulimia and putting things together. And she, and she didn't want, and she was doing hypnotherapy. And because with general hypnotherapies, from my knowledge of understanding, is that it can take a few sessions to get you somewhere. And she said that she found that you know it was painful for a client so she wanted something fast so this is how she put rtt together and um uh, regular hypnotherapy you tend to go over the same thing again and again and again till you get to the core and then then, then you the session finishes and you have to have another session so i understand and then right. you're, you're repeating the hurt aren't you all the time yes yes exactly and then you might not have another appointment for another week so that's going you know going on and on and on and on so this is literally hour and a half to two hours and you do the whole process and I think 99% of my clients who have just had RTT um, has only been one session uh, that they've needed so I combine it with my coaching and with uh, the different healing modalities and I've got a program coming out this week where I it's going to be a group program and but I'm delivering RTT in that so over zoom uh to several people so you can you can do one-to-one you can do it face-to-face you can do it on here or you can you can uh, perform it on a whole you know masses of people it's um it's brilliant to be fair to it. It's absolutely brilliant. Sounds absolutely perfect. And what so many people need, fibromyalgia is increasing like like there's no tomorrow, isn't it? And there's every street corner there's somebody that, that's got uh, fibromyalgia. So um so well done to you. Um how do people find you, Chris? How do people get hold of you? So I've got a website, uh, which is chrisdavis.com. And that's chris, K-R-I-S-D-A-V-I-E-S.com. Um, that's my, uh, my website. And then my Facebook page, which is also Chris Davis, uh, which makes life easier. Uh, those are my main places that you'll find me. I am on Instagram and uh, and that as well. Um, but my Facebook page and also I've got a uh, Facebook group, uh, which is called Grounded Goddesses. Oh, Grounded Goddesses, right. Grounded Goddesses, yes. Well, yes. yes. So ChrisDavis.com, K-R-I-S-D-A-V-I-E-S. That's correct. That's Thank correct. You. Well, thank you for uh, going through that with us um, this afternoon, Chris. Um, two records you've chosen, Don't Stop Believing, um, which I think explains itself. I'm going to ask you why you chose it anyway. And I Am Light. So so why have you chosen those two songs? Well, uh, to be honest, 
uh, choosing the songs was probably the <laughs> hardest bit because there were so many things. That, oh, that sounds right. So, so I was trying to depict what uh, from the things I've gone through and what have you. But Don't Stop Believing, I think um, it says it all, really. It's having that belief in you to keep going, to keep um going forward and not not giving up that's the most important if I'd given up that day and given in I don't know where I'd be really right now well we can probably paint a picture Mm. Uh, it would be quite different so an I am light is it's beautiful it's absolutely beautiful uh song um it just it's all about the awakened self and it's more about what I've learned and who I I have become and uh, encourage encourage others to do so to to help them get to get where they want to be really marvelous Chris Davis thank you very much and thank you and this song's coming up for you now thank you thank you Elaine <laughs>